The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers three minus two. Uh, see, we do that Carillion, Common Core, Math, Cybernetic. Anyway, it is two of the three. It's Derek and myself, Mike. Ken is at some planet with rubber ducks, balls, thing, and uh, will be on in progress. Come in as the show is going a little later, hopefully. But not su- not surprised with Ken, right there. <laughs> so, but joining no us, comment. <laughs> plead the fifth because he can hurt us. Um, on the line with us, we have folks from Lightsaber Radio, which is great to go with Wookie Radio. We have CJ, Mark, Kevin, Kyle, Kyle. All right, have I said how long of a week it's been? And it's only Wednesday. I completely agree with you. How is everyone doing? Tired. Don't everybody answer at once. Hello, all you Star week. Wars nerds. How, how is everybody doing besides tired? Well, we, we are. Uh, di- you know. I am definitely tired. Well, I've been on vacation this week, so Rub it in. I, uh, I went to the beach yesterday, and I learned that I would not survive on Tatooine because I got burnt to a crisp. I was going to say, I don't see you as, as much of a beach guy. Is, is your wife? Really uh-huh. Your wife's the beach person, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she loves the beach. See, I, I like it, but, but yeah. It's the same with my wife and my I daughter. two colors, white and red. See, I, I do tan, but I can also burn now, but my wife's the one. She has a choice of being able to go someplace to relax. We're off to the Cape Canaveral National Seashore. Me, if I had a choice, I want to go up into the mountains. Give me a cat. Yeah, I'm, not a, yeah, I'm not a good beach person either. I'm, a, I'm one of the people to just burn. I don't think they make a, a sunscreen strong enough that it helps me out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I that is. I, 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 will, I will love the mountains with a nice cabin with a nice river running next to it just for that twinkle sound. That's just I me. Actually, I, lo- I love going to the 
the ocean. It's just the beach itself that I'm not a yeah. fan of. But I like like the boardwalk and stuff. I I could do that easily. Um, I mean, I go to the beach. Like last time the family went to the beach was right after I had my knee surgery. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting up here at the observation deck. I am not getting down mm-hmm. with a leg that just has surgery <laughs> on, sand, on it. Yeah. Like two weeks prior, I am not walking in in super soft sand and screwing anything up. And I was told, oh no, you wouldn't screw up your knee. I'm like, yeah, but there's there's the muscles above and below the knee that's all bruised that would get screwed up. <laughs> Didn't want to risk that either. So no. Um. So the reason why we have lightsaber radio on with us tonight. Um. And I'm sorry, Derek. I wasn't. If Ken was here right now, we'd be playing a little. <laughs> But he's not here, and I'm not going to make you take on all of Lightsaber Radio by yourself. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. So no Smuggler's Feud. Oh, to, dang. If we, did, if we knew it was going to be something like that, we would have to definitely have Charlie with us. <laughs> it wouldn't have helped. <laughs> I, can't, I can promise you. You know what I should I don't do? Know. She pulls up. She pulls up some very, very obscure stuff. I mean, she writes all of this for us. It's. I, I like to think I'm at least halfway competent. Uh-huh. She pulls stuff out of like 1967. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she is definitely one of those. I don't know where some of these questions come from. Like, like I'm like, wait a minute, what? Excuse me, huh? What? Who? What? Is that even part of Star Wars? I don't think that's part of Star Wars. You're tricking it, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and how she words it is what gets us the. The most is like she'll reword it to the point where we really have to pay attention to the question because if we don't, it's just you know, it just obliterates us. And, and while we're talking about one of our absent members, a, a big shout out to Garrison, our boy who just got married, who's on a honeymoon. We'd have loved to have been here for this. However, we told him go do wifey things because yeah, that's yeah. Every, uh, most everybody here is married, and we understand. The, the proper advice should have been before he got married: run. Oh yeah, we all we tried. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 Derek. Here's what I'm gonna do. Oh boy. I mean, since, oh joy. Since they they feel their Charlie, their missing co-host, would come up with some interesting things. I don't think they know what Smuggler's Feud is. Probably not. They get to play it. Not, they get to play it amongst themselves. Oh. You get to. You I'm get not sure to, I know what Smuggler's Feud is, and we've been playing it for how long? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, I am holding three cards. He's out of his mind. Please leave a message. All right, let's see here. <laughs> One, two, or three. Uh, let's go n- number three. Number three. Okay, Smuggler. Uh, d- d- just curious, before we start, do I have a lifeline? No. <laughs> Smug- call Charlie and ask her for the answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here's how it's played. Instead of like regular family feud, where it goes back and forth, or one team gets it until they get three strikes. We cycle through. Whoever get who has whoever ends up getting three strikes in a round loses. Still haven't written it down. I know. I still haven't written it down. Uh, if everyone gets three strikes in the same round, whoever got the highest answer wins. If no one has gotten an answer, then it's just a three-way tie. But if one person, but if one person gets three strikes and the other two don't, games in this particular case, game is over, and then well, we'll just keep going to whoever becomes the final. Last nerd standing. Pretty much last nerd standing. So I got my money on Kyle. Five answers on the board. 
Who is the most gullible Star Wars character? Jar Jar. Oh, we just yelling out. So, well, uh, I guess Mark <laughs> is going first, and he <laughs> says Jar Jar. Number one answer. So let's go, Kyle. Uh, I would say Jar Jar. Can we have the same answer? Because that's the most nope. available person. I think. <laughs> nope. Um, you you can say, give the same answer. You're going to get a different response. Okay. Uh, I say Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker. No. I will give you Anakin Skywalker because you were saying it as I was hitting the buzzer. Number four, Anakin Skywalker. Come on, Sage. Four. C3PO. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Number two, two left. Back to Mark. Okay. Let's go with Luke. Number three. Now, one answer left, and this is where it gets interesting. Uh, most gullible person. Most gullible character. Uh, shit. Now, mind you, we are a family-friendly show. Yoda. <laughs> hey, Palpatine fooled them all, so, you know, I had to figure it had to sure. be a Jedi. <laughs> CJ. That is a good point. That's what makes this game fun. Padme. I mean, she was gullible. So oh, you can't get yeah. pregnant. So we, we oh, we got, I'm carrying twins. It's my Anakin's <laughs> gullible too. Uh, so we've got one answer left. Yep. I want to say Return of the Jedi. Chewie thinking with a stump. <laughs> That's a good answer. That was a good one. <laughs> so what's that? One strike in for each of us. Yep. And technically, Mark's in the lead with this because after this round, it's going to be one strike to Mark, and unless you guys pull it, pull a good one. It's going to be two strikes for you guys, for Charlie and, or for CJ and Kyle. So, Kyle, you're up. Small. Hey, Maul was pretty gullible. Oh, are we talking about all Star Wars characters animated and everything? Sure. That's a good question. <laughs> His final character is animated and live action. Okay, okay. That helps a little bit. No, it doesn't. <laughs> also, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Also, the game, the game was put out before the sequels came out, so or it came uh, out around Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. So, so Last Jedi and, Re- and uh, Rise of Skywalker are not represented. Okay, which is fine. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, we I, call the director. I was thin. No, round three. Mark or next new round, Mark. Uh, how about Watto? Dang, <laughs> Watto. A good one too. No Jedi mind tricks work on me. Unless we're playing with the cube. <laughs> uh, animated and don't shit. That's a hard ass question when you think about it. Most gullible person. Um. <laughs> And I don't know. That's a hard question. Most gullible person. Jabba. CJ. Honestly, I'm just going to throw Boba Fett out there. Mark wins. But Mark, you want to try and give it one more shot? Uh, It's a coin flip in my mind between Ahsoka because she was young, but I'm thinking Dooku. Number five, Stormtrooper. Oh, oh, that, oh, that makes wow. complete sense, though. Yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Right? I was like, I'm yeah. not- See, it's always about wording. It's always the way you word it. Because you think of the most gullible yeah. character, you're not thinking about a multitude of characters. Well, you're thinking about a single individual. It's also how people answered. True. As well. Yeah, that's true. So, true. How, true. how did Lightsaber Radio come about? 
So basically, I had uh, Star Wars Audio Archives, a podcast that I do by myself where I got um, I went through a whole bunch of crap to get the rights to use some of the books. Um, and I kind of do a uh, just kind of recap of the, each chapter of the books of some of the books because I, I didn't got rights to use all the books, just some of them. And but I was I was just doing it by myself. And I said, I want to talk to other Star Wars fans. I just don't want to just keep doing this same thing. So I basically decided that I was going to do a, um, a uh, just kind of a call out and uh, see who wanted to join on doing another podcast. And then. So I and got look like, what he wound up with. I got yeah, like I <laughs> about 300 people came back to me and they wanted it sold. And I basically went through all the uh, went through a whole bunch of calls over a couple weeks and did a whole bunch of video calls. And and Mark and CJ and Garrison and, and Charlie was kind of the, well, not really Charlie, because Car- Charlie was kind of picked out because I seen her on Instagram when we had talked before. But so, but we, uh, then that was kind of it. That's how it, it, it ended up happening. And so then we all got together and we started doing it and just having fun talking about Star Wars. And picking on CJ because he has a hard time waking up. <laughs> hey, by the way, all I've got to say is when Kyle put that on the podcast, I lost my mind. I was like, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to message him. I got to eat. I don't care. I got to, I got to get on this podcast. <laughs> and finally, I had. I think I had, what two paragraphs on your Instagram? It was something like that. It was it was long. I was like, all right, and then and it, we were on Facetime for two and a half hours just talking, and I'm like, I either scared him away because I hadn't heard anything. I either scared him away. Or he's still dealing with a bunch of people. And when he messaged me back again, he's like, dude, I've just been going through a bunch of people. And he finally, finally, I got told, yeah, we're going to have you on. And originally, I was just supposed to be kind of like a pinch hitter. And we started doing some episodes and we just threw me in. And I've been on since. And I, I love every aspect of it. There's not a lot of fans out here in Idaho that I can sit there and nerd out with. And it's There's good to a lot of people in Idaho. Love you, Idaho. <laughs> Leave Idaho alone, man. We aren't that bad. <laughs> I'll never uh, say anything about bad. I actually have family in Idaho, so yeah. It was basically okay. just a. Uh, it was basically just a. Uh, and I didn't select none of the, the people. I just did the interviews. Uh, my assistant, she selected everybody by who best fit uh, the characteristics of what we were trying to do. What well, what I wanted to do with the show. I wanted to talk to real Star Wars fans, and not. I didn't want to talk to people that knew everything about Star Wars. Just normal, normal everyday fans, so we could just geek out and just talk about Star Wars and you know get the best a, a true opinion from the everyday Star Wars fan you know and that's what I really wanted and I think that we I think we got a home run on that one because you know Mark and CJ and Charlie and Garrison we we just all clicked together and we have a lot of fun so we just want to keep doing it sounds good hey there's Ken hello so you survived hey, the you, rubber, you survived the rubber duck planet of balls yes okay. You there was it Ducky? Ah, uh, no, it was terrible. Okay, don't go back again then. <laughs> well, this was the last time they had doggies at the stadium, so. Ah, that's fair. That's cool. Um, so why don't we get into why we brought lightsaber radio on? And Ken, we waited just for you. <laughs> Hey, wait, Just the game's kidding. still going. I'll be back. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> now, we, we had lightsaber radio. Fight one! 
<laughs> we had lightsaber radio play against each other. Ah. Here. It was entertaining. Um, let's talk yeah, about Bad Batch. Yeah, Season's hour. over. What What did you guys think of, okay, one, the finale, because we haven't talked about the, the final two episodes, I don't believe. Nope. Uh, so let's, let's go there. Um, the finale. All right. Do you want to do see. 15 or 16 first? <laughs> uh, we could talk about both. Or do you want to lump them together time. since it's a two-part finale? Let's lump them together. Well, Kyle, you want to go first, dog? After watching it multiple times, I I kind of I have a mixed emotion about it because yeah. the episode I think was done well, but I think that they kind of I think they overdid the expectation or I overdid my expectations of the show and what I thought should have happened compared to what was we have we found out as well i found out several things one of the things that i found out that was probably my biggest thing is uh crosshair is just a jerk he just are, are we are, should we jump in here and say spoiler heavy or <laughs> should we assume that most people have already seen it you know what? it's been so. it's been every week so. it's been a week since the series ended so yeah, if you if you haven't seen it by now too bad yeah i'm still not over i don't like the way he thinks but i think that <laughs> i think it led us and it showed us a lot of things but i still think that the, I, just honestly i think that it could have done better i really think that they could have done better in and they could have brought more things to light in them last two episodes. And that's just that that's my opinion. Okay. Uh, well, let me hop in here half a second. Cause looking at this as two separate episodes for me, 15 was way stronger than 16. Yes. Hey man, Star Wars needs action and 16 had none of it. It was like an epilogue. Well, there, there was one, it was drama. It just felt like a drama. It didn't yeah. have it fighting. It would just, you had a, Oh no, this he's drowning uh, and this and that. And it's like, Oh, we got to do this. And we got it's, it was more drama than, anything yeah bad batch versus the bad guys right just i like to think of it as 15 being the finale and 16 being the interlude that finally bring, uh, is, and it's been confirmed that some stuff from legends has been brought into canon because that yes. is indeed mount Tantus with wayland yes yeah. oh. um, so so 16 is an interlude so 16 is an interlude for me between seasons one and two which should have not have been leaked until like book of boba fett well, the, my opinion you know the uh, the announcement of Bad Batch getting the second season was announced between the two episodes. Yeah. So for yeah. me, when I watched 16, it's like, okay, this is now, it's a, it's an attempt for a redemption for Crosshair that fails. And it's setting up that cliffhanger for season two. Of Any predictions could, on that cliffhanger? Where could we go? Uh, oh, wow. Well, I think before I got, we I got a couple. before before we get to the predictions, uh, Derek, what do you think of the final two episodes? Um, I enjoyed them. Uh, uh, I kind of uh, I kind of take them both together rather than separate them, so it's kind of like one long episode for me. That's how I like to look at it. And so, like the the episode sixteen was kind of the part two, yeah, to fifteen, just the the conclusion to fifteen. So I enjoyed both of them after watching. 16 separate. I watch 15 and 16 together and try to get them to go back to back as quickly as possible. And I think it worked out better that way and probably would have been mm-hmm. happier if they had released it as one long episode instead of spreading it out over two weeks. And st- but still label yeah. it 
episode fifteen sixteen. Mm. So did, did the uh, and, and 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 this is for the smugglers because we we talked about this uh, in our last episode. But did the revelation of a season two is coming water down sixteen? Any for any of you guys? No, 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 yeah, not really. Huh? I think okay. I think for me, I would have preferred if they had made an adjustment that um, all the events of sixteen were were happening during the bombardment to where the very end of the episode. There you go. Finally get away from it is only like the last five ten minutes of the episode. Take a whole hour for that um, orbital bombardment. Yeah. And then right, all the events right. you did. By the way, I see what we did there with the water down and Camino, and that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I wanted to. <laughs> That's some good cheese, brother. That's some good cheese. I, 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 say watching watching something that I've always I've been I, I love clone troopers to death, and watching what I always wanted to like sit there and study more and like learn more about. Watch it sink yeah. into the water. I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of cried a little bit. Like it really, it, it like you. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard. So does that mean that you literally love them to their deaths? <laughs> what is with the dad jokes? Let, let, let's just let that one sink in. So. <laughs> yes! Well, you guys have a mic also. Well, that's I thought it was... Though. I think I think you were supposed to feel something, you know, watching Camino go down. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about here on Wookiee Radio, between the three of us, we wanted to see what happens with the demise of the clones. And we see that the clones are being taken away. Those that were on Camino were being taken away elsewhere. Still don't know exactly yeah. what's being done with them. But we know they're pretty much either being taken somewhere else and put out to pasture or they're being eradicated, one or the other. I think they're going to slowly be phased out. I feel like they're going to use them and then they're just going to, it's going to get to a point where they're going to, the clones are either going to rebel and there's going to be a clone, clone trooper, stormtrooper fight or well, we're the Empire. Re- we're, already nice see- we're already seeing them being phased out. I don't know. Because we're hearing the, CJ's we're hearing just trying them. to hold all that last vestige of hope. Yep. Yeah, but oh. we are, we are also seeing some of the clones not taking it lately either. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we already got the, the, uh, the moniker of TK starting to happen. And that's when they're realizing, uh, these aren't clones. I didn't. I did notice because this is only supposed to be really a couple of months after uh, Order sixty six, right? Yep. They moved. They trained regular stormtroopers rapidly, unless they were already figuring on doing this way before they even activated Order sixty six, which they explains were. how poor of a shot they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Gregor says it in, in in the episode that he didn't train them as well as he could have. You know, he kind of explained that that that's the reason. But it's my thought process. Is like how many people have they already got the BTKs? Like, because this seems like uh, they have a lot already. That, I, don't, uh, I don't think the numbers are as big as the amount of clones that are still around, but I think the numbers are growing as the Empire is pretty much taking over planets and pretty, pretty much saying, "Yeah, there's no draft, there's no real recruitment. We're telling you, you're you're now a trooper. Get on the ship." Well, also we've touched on this with story and some of the things with this the, the the size the actual just sheer size of the galaxy and the empire the empire even at this point is probably millions if not more planets and it, so if you have say even a hundred million planets across the galaxy that are all imperial if you get 10 troopers from each of them you have a billion man 
army. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are accusing Palpatine of playing a long game. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> never. No, never. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, building an army of stormtroopers would not take much time, considering the size, the sheer number of systems that the, that the Empire has, and how many of them um, have no problem with what the Empire are doing. There, you got to think. There's the world of Star Wars that we know is a world of rebels and smugglers and all these guys, and it's a handful of planets and star systems that we've ever seen. Right? How many yeah, thousands, thousands of star systems are out there that are just towing the line? This is just the way the government works. Well, we also got to remember you got to take into consideration that Palpatine was a little bit racist because he liked humans over the other species. So you got to you can eliminate some of the planets, but there's still a lot of planets out there, you know. Well, right. well really, that legends had him that he was um, specious for humans. We have we seen that anywhere in the current canon? No, they well, not put that in the current canon at all. The only the only thing that would dispute that in current canyon, current canyon, current <laughs> canon. That's is, a great Grand thought, brother. Canyonero oh. um, is the look at his assistance from the Senate, and then yeah, look that's at true. That's true. his assistance that we see in Return of the Jedi. They're not exactly human. And we know Masamita is around all the way past Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So now, yeah, stormtroopers probably by necessity of armor and keeping them all looking the same. They all have to be either human or humanoid. Yeah. yeah. So getting back to to Mark's question from earlier, predictions for what you want to see in season two. And Mark, since you brought it up, what do I want to see or what do I think is going to happen? I mean, if you really need to think about it, I'll I'll let you go here. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. The... I think that this is going to be, since we saw Nala say on Wayland, this is Palpatine's beginnings of trying to live forever for himself. But my prediction for this, not all Jedi died during Order 66. Those are going to be her experiments. Mm. Well, I know one that we are probably, I would put a good bet that we're going to at least either hear word of or see in the next season. One that escaped that- abilities after Return of the Jedi. Grogu? True. Well, I'm thinking Grogu because in, in Mando, there is a huge gap in his memory, according to Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. that's highly likely my thought thought process. And someone saved him after Order 66. Yeah, the, ru- the rumor that's being pushed to be made canon is Mace Windu saved him during, at, from the, saved him at the temple. Well, Remember, Doctor Pershing from Mandalorian has the same uniform as the um, technicians on Wayland. Correct. I think that's his mama. And that logo looks very similar. Yeah, and that cloning logo is the same cloning logo that is used on Camino. I don't that know. The clones just, were wearing. I just have a very strong feeling, and I don't know. This is just my opinion, but I have a feeling that we're gonna see some uh, some Obi Wan in the next episode for some reason. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that Obi Wan is going to pop up somewhere in the next season. I, I think next season, yes. We, we could potentially see Obi-Wan. We could potentially see Ahsoka. I think it's going to be more likely for Ahsoka because of her relationship with Rex and his relationship with the Bad Batch. Well, I we think Ahsoka's more likely. And we also have the, remember, Cor- the Cortez sisters as well. Very true. Yeah. Very yeah. true. So long without seeing each other, did, would this right here in season two be their final interaction? And they get Wolf and Rex, Wolf and Gregor disappear, and that's that's it. Is this how they're going to explain why they left? Or like it, it, it's it's different. Me, like I said, I think for my prediction, I think I, I gotta agree with Kyle. We pulled this up on the last episode. Um, we will hopefully, I personally hope that we do get like even just. 
a five-minute interaction with Obi-Wan would be amazing. Just even if it was like a brief little, hey, this would is be interesting, going. yeah. And just, uh, I need your help for this little thing real quick. I can't do it because I got a lot of heat. You know, it would tie into Kenobi later on mm. and it would make it a little bit easier for some things, but... I just, like I said, I agree with Kyle. I gotta, I gotta go with the uh, Obi Wan showing up. Another thought that I had was, uh, well, it's kind of they got Rex, they got Gregor. Somewhere they're gonna have to bring Wolf in, and I think they're gonna bring him in somewhere. There's gonna be a rescue for Wolf somewhere. Probably one of the filler episodes of the next season. Because they got to tie Wolf in there somewhere. Who Who's to say season two doesn't end with, and if season two is potentially the finale of the series, that they're only going to do two seasons, which let me see how season two goes before I say, yeah, they should just go ahead and wrap it up, or no, I want a season three. What well, about the thought of there's the rescue of Wolf? We get Gregor, Wolf, and Rex with the Bad Batch making an attempt to save this youngling Jedi that they've heard about from Ahsoka. And something happens drastic that leads to Rex and Gregor and Wolf going off into isolation to the outer rim around the area of Lothal, the planet of Lothal. Because we know they're not on Lothal. They're on another planet near there. But that's where they go to take up residency for the until we see them in, in Rebels. Even in Rebels, even in Rebels, they state like Rex stated that they had a little bit of heat and that's why they went into hiding. Like, this I this could, would be great heat for that. Yeah. Well, it, to, to speak to that right there, Mike, what would what would be like a major thing to force them into hiding? Maybe Clone Force 99 sacrificing themselves to get uh, somebody out. And that's how the series finale is, because I'm just wondering the way that Filoni works in most of his property so far. There has been one major tragedy to a character that he has built up. He's focusing on everybody in the Bad Batch, except really for Echo. But for the connection there, that might be I, I like what you think could be could be we're gonna well, see echoes demise I, 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 hear well, I was gonna ask what what do we what do you guys think what do you guys think happened to the bad batch how far do you think they made it in the saga if you had to guess I think they were part of uh, Alderaan's demise. I think when they got out and got away, retired to Alderaan, and were part of Alderaan's destruction. To me, that that just seems kind of super far out, and I don't see them giving up like that. That it's just kind of hard to see Hunter and Wrecker just chilling on the beach, you know, drinking mai tais <laughs> and blue milk, and then they say, you know, they get wiped out by the Death Star. It's just kind of hard for me to see that. I think that they're going to go out fighting, but I don't think that. Dave is going to show us how they actually are perished or what how they go out. I think it's going to be left there to they can always go back. They can always go back to the Bad Batch for, you know, a season three or an opener somewhere later on down the road. Mm. I okay. think they're going to leave us really like kind of how they left us in season six of the Clone Wars. And then, you know, a few years down the road, then you got season seven. I think I don't think that they're really going to show us their demise right now. If I had to predict how they do go down, I'd have to say they're going down fighting, though. They're going to go down fighting. I, th- I think if he was to do it, he could take the final few minutes of the finale, li- jump into the future, which still leave room to bring them back, and I think we're going to see them perish at the 
Battle of Mandalore, in which Gideon gets the dark saber. I can see that. Uh, that I know they go, um, they go to help fight. Yeah, for for well, who they call their who they feel is their brethren with the Mandalorians. Going back half a minute here to um, Obi Wan, I don't think we're actually going to see him in this. If we do, it'll depend on what happens with um, on the Kenobi series, but also because remember he's got a mandate right now. As far as we know, he's got a mandate to watch this kid on Tatooine, so he's stuck on Tatooine as far as his honor or whatever would do it. But that doesn't mean they don't take a mission to Tatooine to do something for a hut there or something like that. Because remember, they're still working as mercs. They have to have cash. And Jabba we know pays well as long as you actually do what you're supposed to do. Quick side note right there. That's very, very, very interesting because I'm trying to think of what would drag Obi-Wan off Tatooine because of his mandate. And it could only be the only other child of Skywalker. So I think that he's going to have to uh, rescue Leia in this limited Obi-Wan run. And if that that's t- uh, that could be tied into, but that's I've been thinking whenever you posed a question a moment ago. The events of Alderaan are 25 years after what's is it is it 15 or 25 years? Uh, let me think here. Uh, I think it's about 20 years after Avengers of the Sith. Okay, uh, so the the only clone that we know of that's still in canon is Rex, and he's all the way up through Return of the Jedi. I'm thinking that I don't know about the Battle of Mandalore, but I think it's going to be some dangerous job that's going to be in between, say. Solo between between four and solo, uh, so right right, right up uh, right up before Alderaan, just based off the lifespan mm. that you would think that a clone would have. I like where you're going with the ideas of stuff with Solo because it'd be nice if this was actually a way to continue some of the threads from Solo would be during, in this series because they're already working in the mercenary smuggler realm. Yeah, that that was, that was why I was putting it kind of in that, that time frame because Solo is uh, what five to eight AB or uh, before Episode four ish. No, it's five, actually. Five, I think right. It's like 15 years or so before. Okay, well, in that case, that will put us right after the events of the Bad Batch then. So, um, yeah, that, that, that kind of makes more sense being as part of that whole Merc type situation. But well, the only problem that I have with that is the simple fact of the hunter just doesn't like I mean, you can just tell he doesn't like to do this mercenary stuff. He just doesn't like it. He keeps trying to find a way out. He kind of gets drawn back in by Omega, we got to help him. We got to do this. And he keeps kind of getting drawn back into situations but it really seems right. like he is trying to get away from that right but well, let, really let's it's kind of the other way around where she's drawing them away from the paying jobs to this to help people the bad batch guys have no problem going doing the job and coming back to um or mantel so do we do we think that maybe omega does that in the next season which makes jabba mad and it puts them to tattooing to talk to Jabba, and that's how we get our Obi Wan. <laughs> I think you're fixated on Obi Wan and keeping the last clones alive. I just I think that's a way to do it because you know how Jabba is when somebody screws up a job and makes him mad, he wants them. And I see them my, because you know how Hunter is; he's a good face to face guy. He's willing to confront the situation. If my, he has- my, my other big prediction is Tatooine, maybe, but ninety percent Boba Fett involved. Alpha yeah. and Omega getting together, brother and sister, and exploring mm-hmm. whatever happens that way. I, I do really think that that's going to happen at some point in season two. What if Omega survived all the way through the movies and, and we see her team up with Boba Fett either in the book of Boba Fett or the Mandalorian? I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think if we see her, I'd, I'll, I'll carry I think it a little further. be a lot more jaded than what she is now. I, oh, I, yeah. Well, I think at this point <laughs> in time, she is gonna, we're going to see her become more jaded, especially after we see what's happened 
And then once she finds out about what happened with, with her mentor, Nala C, mm. and now that she's going to be working for the Empire. My, I'm curious to see, do we end up seeing Omega in Book of Fett? And if so, will the Bad Batch be newly armored and, her, and be her group? Or... Marvel just announced a new five-part mini called Crimson Rain, which is going to be focused on Kira. How much will the bat will the Bad Batch and potentially Omega be tied in with that? Since they're running around through the crime syndicate circles at this point. It's not the Pikes. I could I could see yeah. them possibly running into it, even a Dryden Voss situation, because at that time Dryden Voss is still in charge. Well, this the Crimson Rain takes place after. Well, I'm talking about in the Bad Batch. Right, but I'm saying so, to see to see the future of how far into the future does Bad Batch go? Yeah. Could we potentially see them get used? I mean, have they become bounty hunters, and will they get potentially used by Kira in Crimson Rain for for a mission or for a job? Um, mm-hmm. If they don't survive, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think see the bounty hunter thing. If they don't survive, I think it's gonna be they they're gonna be lost either at the Battle of Mandalore or they're gonna be potentially lost trying. Trying to recover Grogu from the labs and on a mission to take out Nalasi. I don't know. I think they're going to, I think, I think the battle of Mandalore would be great. I think it'd be a good tie in, but I could also see them trying to go get Nalase and just, it just goes badly yeah. because you yeah. know, they all have personal ties to her and Omega's got the biggest one and I could see, right, Omega, but, the, but it, they don't know where she's at though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Towards the end of the season, then that's how we get their demise, if that's how Dave Filoni's going to do it. Which, 10 to 1, probably not, because we all know how Dave Filoni is. Would it be be odd to see all of the Bad Batch but Echo be eliminated? Echo and Omega are the two that survive? No, and uh, I'll tell you the reason why I think so. Uh, CJ, you just want to see clones live. The reason being, in the last three episodes, Echo stepped up and became more of a father figure, like whenever was captured. He was the one kind of consoling her and urging her on and stuff like that. I could easily see the uh, the rest of the team, unfortunate as it is, be it going the way of the Dodo, but uh, Omega and Echo be the last two standing. I can absolutely see that. Well, there's another thing here. Remember, Dave Filoni is overall in charge of all of story right now. He's not specifically in charge of this show, so he's giving them ideas, but he's not writing it. So this is it is Dave Filoni's universe and things, but the, uh, the other ones have taken over at this point, so we don't know. Uh, it's kind of weird... Kind of got to throw some of the ideas um, against the wall because you don't know what they're going to pick up, what they're not. Yeah, but Filoni still has to. Yeah. He's not writing it. But Filoni still has to approve it all. Yeah. Yeah. He's head of creative on his desk. Yeah. He's head of creative now. Don't like it. He'll throw it down and throw it away, and he'll write it himself. If he gets to that point, he will. Because I, I wouldn't. If we can get him by the X wing long enough, yeah, he's he's a kind of a busy man at this point. He, he he's doing the edits in the X wing. Come on. Just, <laughs> right. Well, I just I like it. I like it. Point that they all. I think that he's going in the direction of tying everything together. So at some point, you know, Kenobi got to go into uh, either the Mandalorian or the Bad Batch or, you know, he's tying all of these things together. Now, I think I don't think that they 
they have too much say so is in visions and I don't even know about that stuff. But that's the first thing they've ever put out that's that is guaranteed not canon. Yeah. You know, Wait, so it's which I yeah. wish they would make everything. it canon. Those are those are gonna be some great stories that could work within the franchise. Yeah, but I think that would actually absolutely um, what they want to do with visions, that would kinda tie the hands of the creators on it. Because they want this to yeah. be one hundred percent whatever the creator wants to do. If you actually right. put it in canon, they would have to get everything approved. Well, I'm, I'm looking at Visions as the what if side yeah. of right, yeah. Star Wars. Like, what if is work. to the MCU? Yeah, that just my basically. What else worlds was to DC? Well, yeah. there, Dark Horse did have a right, uh, right. a what I don't remember what it's called, but they did have a Star Wars what if. See, yeah, did y'all see the. Yeah. I know everybody here done seen the trailer for Visions that they put out today, right? <laughs> no, Actually, I, have I haven't seen had a it chance. Yet. Y'all yeah, gotta watch it because it's some. It's 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 like I watched it earlier and I was just looking at it and I'm like, wow, this is off the wall. This is like some crazy, just off the wall stuff that they're doing. Like, it does not look like Star Wars. I mean, it looks like Star Wars because they're using lightsabers, but it's really off the wall. Like, what 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 is going on? Like, I, I, yeah. I watched the trailer and didn't understand what was going it's on. Star like, Wars by um, anime creators. It, yeah. it, it's it's right. Star Wars I, how I Lucas started to um, started to envision it by using the Seven Samurai in, in Japanese tell. Yeah, it, uh, I don't think that it should be in. even. I don't think it should be in. Like after watching the trailer, if that's what they're trying to do, that it shouldn't be part of canon, like at all. <laughs> like this is yeah, just yeah. outrageous. Uh, right now, I say I would love to see it part of canon because of having read synopsis of some of the stories. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I may I change my mind that. after I see after I see the trailer, the official trailer. Yeah. I recommend the subbed rather than the dub. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, see, um, back on Bad Batch for half a second here. Um, I have a, it may not be as popular of an idea, but for se- season two, I would almost like for them to move the other direction and move away from what we've or what we know and characters we know and bringing everything together. Everything we have so far, yeah. all is part of the one big story. Other than now right. that they've started to do High Republic, it's actually outside of what um, the events surrounding the Skywalker saga. Right. Everything we've had so far surrounds the Skywalker saga, even if it's not specifically a part of it. I would love to see them move in a different direction, move more into the world of mercenaries and smugglers and things and leave the rebellion and the empire behind them. Yeah, I would love I, that. That would be nice. I think, I, I think it'd be great. But I about this show started, remember Mike and Derek, that we would like to see this show go in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I still say Star Wars 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, if, we, if we're going to move in that, if we're going to move in that direction and we're trying to pull in legends, I have two words for you. Prince Jesor. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see it at some point. That would be awesome. With, with the past days, I won't. I'm not gonna uh, especially with his, uh, especially with Jesus's uh, uh, hatred and mistrust uh, of Vader, and vice versa. That would be very interesting. Well, to bring well, that in along mm, uh, alongside of it. Pablo Hidalgo and other, Black Sun in here. Well, um, Pablo Hidalgo and Story Group have come out and said, "Look, yes, material is. We have taken the the expanded universe, labeled it Legends, but it doesn't mean we're not going to bring any of that." to new canon. It's just it's got to have its right place and time to do so. Just look at Thrawn and, and right. what was involved just, in the I just Thrawn. hope new canon wasn't, doesn't have, turn out to be like new Coke. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, well, this uh, new uh, canon uh, already as a lot of people are criticizing the sequel, you know, as people are criticizing the sequel trilogy. I mean, I'm still okay with the sequel trilogy, even though it's the weakest of the trilogies. 
of the three trilogies. It's still Star Wars. It still hits some Star Wars beats, so to speak. Um, I think as they're slowly bringing in to canon, I mean, Boba Fett surviving. That's not canon. Uh, Vanth appearing. That was Legends material that's now canon. Everything we saw in Solo that had been legend, that had been talked about, and some of it was canon because it's talked about in A New Hope and talked about in Empire, was made canon because it had been talked about in in legends they are i mean they are they are slowly bringing some of that in whether it's going to be in the animated or i mean not everything's going to be brought back but they're going to bring some of the best parts in shadows of the empire with prince sizor and whatnot you can't you can't leave that in legends too much longer when that was such a, a mainstay in the original eu you gotta figure out how to work at it well also especially since in the history of star wars a lot of people see that um, Shadows of the Empire was a direct um, experiment to see if he could make something new and it actually would take off. It was it had everything that a new movie would have except the movie. It had the books. Yeah. It had, <laughs> it had, it had book. its own soundtrack. It had the games, it had toys, it had everything. As you said, the only thing it didn't have was a, movie. was a big screen, small screen media presentation outside of the video mm-hmm. game. That was it. It was like I said, it was a, it was almost like an experiment to see if the marketing would could actually still work. Hey, I I have one of the figures sitting right, right in front of me. I have Chewbacca and his bounty hunter disguise from Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> I I have the I have the soundtrack digitally. Nice. I have the game. Uh, I think I might still have my. Nintendo 64 game somewhere. Uh, I, you guys got to think about it also in this sense, too, that they're bringing out Revan, Bane, um, Shadows of the Empire. All these books are being re-released now in Kent. No. No, they're being yeah. released as legends. They're, they're legends. Still being re- I, I, they're le- I read an article that said it was in Kent, that they're re-releasing them. The new ones, the new no. the the new releases was supposed to be canon. No, it's, the, col- it's, it's the collections and they're being brought together into so it's the three books being brought under one cover so to speak to make it more of like an omnibus type book but it's still labeled oh, it's still like under, King books. yeah and they're still and they're still going to be legends material well i know that you know because they brought so you have bane bane has already been brought into canon several times um, Revan has been brought in. So you got the, the this new material that they can go back and refer to. Now, movie made wise, I you know, there's been a lot of different rumors of movies coming out on the characters. I don't think that that will ever happen. That's just my opinion, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I see there might be some things that go back to that or in a sense of they bring out new characters that are based upon them characters by, right. you know, they found Revan's holocron or they found uh, you know Bane's holocron or something like that as we all know that Bane was super into trying to create his own holocron and these things come out in later episodes with new characters that obtain their type of abilities in, in in a thing so i think that that's somewhere that could, we could go to and the bad batch could go down that line if they follow in a direction of okay now we're looking for a certain character and they run across this thing and then that could be brought into that could be a a, a direct way to bring something like that into canon in a sense of mm-hmm. to bring maybe another animated series or maybe another series altogether or acolytes part or something like that. I, don't, I think that that's something to be had. It I could happen. I don't see the Bad Batch being Sith Hunters. 
Maybe not, but I'm or, talking about the artifact, artifact wise. Now, or if it you, could if, just come in. If you're going to do that, I'd almost rather see them bring in um, a uh, Dr. Afro series. That would be a good thought. That would which, be a good thought. Because that would tie into Nala Or Or do something with, um, since we touch on it during um, Dooku Jedi Lost, um, Sifo Dyas and his master, since they're the ones out hunting for Sith artifacts. We do that, now, and that helps lead to why Sifo Dyas truly lost his mind and how his and how his master again, controls it. I, you could actually tie that into Bad Batch and keep them in the mercenary realm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's jobs required to do to go pick this up or to go find this. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, if they, if you wanted to do it with that, with Bad Batch, the one thing I don't see but, is, I but think all of, that, but all that happens, all that happens, huh? all that happens before the Clone Wars and before Phantom Menace. Yeah. With Sifo Dyas. Yeah. That would be a good uh, time. What is it? 10 years before Clone Wars? Yeah. Cause Sifo Dyas is, is dead by the time we get to the Clone Wars to Attack of the Clones. Well, yeah. Is it usually about 10 years to have a clone ready to fight? I think so. And, oh, and, and, it's, and it's Dooku who's the true Sifo Dyas yeah. in this. After yeah. after you listen to um, Dooku Jedi Lost, you'll you'll just you'll learn that it's Dooku's the one that places the order for the clones under the guise of Sifo Dyas. Yeah, well, especially in the age thing, um, kind of goes in too. If you look, at Omega and Boba Fett at this point are probably both about thirteen, right? Yes. As far as we know, they were yeah. part of the first batch of clones, but they were not aged Correct. or aged up. Yep. So that's why she's older than all the than even Clone Force ninety nine because they're less than they're probably ten year, ten or so years old. I wouldn't be surprised if Omega may actually be o- older than Boba. I was thinking that. I had that same thought. It's just she was named Omega because she she was female. I think she and Boba may have been part of the first batch, or together in the first batch of clones made. Maybe. That could I got be an as email well. the other day that somebody said if they were like twins, if they were like the first clones that was created and they, they were twins. And I was like, that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense because they don't even look nothing like even female, male. They just completely opposite. But it's, I mean, mm-hmm. you never know what could happen or what Nalase did when the, she was creating it. Well, looking like it don't look alike. That's true. I can well, also kind of yeah. yeah. see what Nalase making, trying to make a clone for Django. It ends up becoming Omega and she has to do it again to get Boba because that's what Django wanted. He wanted an unaltered clone. 10 to 1. It, he wanted a male, obviously, because of the fact that he wanted another one of him. He wanted to make somebody to, and in Legends, you know, they, they not, they did not. Boba became Mandalore. In Legends, Django was a Mandalore. I could kind of, we're going, I'm going back to what was said earlier about the whole Siege of Mandalore. I could see Omega going and trying to become Mandalore or a kind of a nod towards that. That would, that would be kind of. Well, they're, they're listed as foundlings now. Yeah. Because of Mandalorian, but still have yeah, you know, just like Din Djarin, still have a loyalty to Mandalore. Yeah. So, uh, other other thing could be maybe Boba is the older of the two, and maybe Omega. And I still think she's got some force abilities that somehow I, I somehow I have been screaming there that she is a combination of Jango and Palpatine's DNA. I mean, it's not like that they were in a cloning facility or anything. Oh, like, I maybe they I were. I don't think I don't think it's Jango's or I don't think it's Palpatine's DNA though. The white hair, the high forehead, the 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 empathy because Palpatine is very charismatic and empathetic. That's what makes him so dangerous as a Sith Lord. It just 
kind of makes. I'm, of course, I'm a little twisted, so you never know. I think I think it's Dooku's DNA. That's a possibility. That's definitely right. That was one of the things that popped up on uh, on a chat that I was looking at earlier. That they said that you know in season two would be a big reveal about Omega. You know, that's yeah. one of the big predictions is there's going to be a, a another big reveal about Omega. This time it was that she was unaltered clone, and now the second one is what is this second thing that she's going to have? Is it going to be a force ability or is it going to be, you know, she's not really their, their actual sister that she was created by somebody else, somebody else's DNA. I, I think she's got some force sensitivity to her. And I think there was a push possibly. To, to make her that Dooku was wanting her as potential apprentice modeled that after good, him. That would be a twist because I've not considered Dooku at all. That would be a, that'd be an amazing twist. And again, I reference back to this would this could be a motive after listening to Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott. Great audio book if you haven't listened to I it. I have a yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Is is it worth the is it worth the effort? Yes. 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 Very much so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very much so. I mean, they could so, e- they could easily turn Dooku Jedi Lost into a four or five episode mini for Disney Plus, just based on the. Is script. that strong? I think so. That's a. I, wow. I it's, it's that strong. Wow. I mean, I, I I would love to see a visual. So, for it. well, speaking of visuals, uh, we we know uh, we were talking about earlier that Wayland and Mount Tantis are confirmed to be canon now. What did you guys think of that that story art that got released? It was like three or four cells that got released of uh, of the originals. Yeah. I think I think it just helps lead into could they take uh uh shoot what's the name of the game Jedi uh, or uh, Star Wars uh Force Unleashed could this slowly bring Force Unleashed into canon and could they I slowly and could <laughs> could we slowly see uh, a Star Killer. I think that that would be one of the. I think that would be one of the most awesome things that they could do. But are they going to do it? I, t- I just had this real bad feeling that they're 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 trying to tie everything together, and I don't see too many like them going opposite directions. I think that really Dave is trying to tie everything together. He's trying to make everything make sense because of, of the the constant barrage of there's so many loopholes. There's so many loopholes. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And I think Dave is really trying to bring it all together for it to make sense to everybody. I think he's trying to right. fill those gaps. That's just how well, I but, 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 but some of those holes are so big that no amount of putty can fill those plot holes up. Mm-hmm. That's right. True. That's true. That's true. The, those holes it's are so big, they're not, they're, they're sinkholes, pot. not potholes. Right. The biggest thing is if we try to tie in Force Unleashed and Starkiller and all that, it would kind of, it would be a counteractive thing to the Palpatine cloning because because Starkiller was the first perfection of a Force-sensitive clone. That would really kind of counteract why Palpatine was having such problems finding a body to kind of, you know, go into that could take his Force abilities. Who's to say that they don't retcon Starkiller into one of the first Palpatine clones that takes a uh, mind of his own? Well, then that would and then eventually gets Snoke. Because Snoke did the a same Snoke, thing. Uh, rogue Sno- well, but, uh, yeah. but rogue Snoke on the side of the good guys but the difference could be star killer ends up getting killed oh yeah and then snoke still works on still works along with with palpatine that's why snoke survives later down the road 
And Starkiller, we hear nothing of. Well, either way, but why? Why would they? Why would they do all that? That seems entirely unnecessary. True, but that, just a way of bringing it in. Same like though. Yeah, mm. I mean, the thought's cool. You know, putting the thought out there to go, hey, this this could be a cool idea. But as we talk about, it, it's like, okay, maybe it's you know, we're discovering it's maybe not a great idea. Well, also, but, but you can still bring in some of the subplot line of Forced Unleashed into canon with the clone facilities. Well, remember, so far, in the characters they brought into canon, the only one that is almost identical to who it was, at least character-wise, in the Legends, is Thrawn. Yeah. Everybody else they right. brought in from the Legends, they've made major changes to the character. Yeah. Or at least to at least to the time frame. Even Thrawn was brought into canon 20 or 25 years or more years, years early. before. Yeah. Uh, he, would, he shows up in the books. Yep. So even if uh, Starkiller does get brought in, it's not going to be the same star code that we've seen oh i agree yeah, right. i agree but it's bringing it's bringing that character or that concept of that character into yeah. into canon maybe not making the game canon but you know inspired by the game to be brought in i could see them bringing him in after um what you call it um the movies Who, who's to say star killer isn't part of the uh the subplot for jedi fallen order 2 or Cal- maybe he or Cal- is order 66 well you guys uh, have this is all after order 66 a, you guys have been throwing around the idea of him being a possible clone of palpatine what's the chance that palpatine didn't have a son or a daughter but he had a clone who has ray i oh, thought yes. about that a minute ago but i didn't want to say that because i'm like father. That's kind of what I always thought. Ooh. And Omega be her mother? I've said that. I've that. said that. <laughs> And, and, and it's it's a stretch, but but the idea of maybe Star Killer is, is a Palpatine clone. Cal Kestis rescues him in Fallen Order Two, and eventually becomes see, Ray's father. I just I just I just feel like bringing Star Killer in just overcomplicates things. Could be. Yeah, the, the, there's there's just something about we know that there's all kinds of MacGuffins and all kinds of tropes throughout just about any type of sci-fi, fantasy five story, whatever. It just seems that the only reason that they would maybe make the attempt would be to have the under 21 crowd trying to get on the Star Wars demographic that's that's older than the animated that didn't really go into the theaters for the trilogies maybe right so who agrees that uh that uh Snoke is half of the Kaminoan half Palpatine who thinks that? Because I think that it's like he just got that body. Shape. I could like, see that. I, I could see that. Well, they they did. I could I could definitely see that. I yeah. mean, StarWars.com has come out and confirmed that yes, Snoke is a Palpatine clone that has his own. Yeah, we know that much. That has his, I, had his I, own uh, conscience. I could definitely see it, him being yeah. part Kimo. Nah, but, but he's it. he's got that big head like Melissae does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and he he could be the original. So I could totally see it. Maybe he was one of the original clones that was possible that maybe maybe we see snoke in bad batch too i don't know i think it's more like a moon myself no, uh, <laughs> that would be crazy to see like a young Snoke <laughs> mm-hmm. just out here whacking yeah. people. So, uh, final thoughts: What do you guys thought uh, think of uh, overall of season one of Bad Batch? I gave it a, a, a solid eight out of ten. I, I I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Okay. I thought that I thought that they took us in a real good direction. Uh, I mean, I. 
awesome. I thought Heroes versus Villains. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. And if you want to get more Heroes and Villains merch, use code WeBeGeeks for fifteen percent off your first purchase. So cheap plug. <laughs> I not intentional. I like it because it's Star Wars. But I was just going to say, I like it because it's Star Wars. I just think that a creator and writer of Filoni and Corbett's level, I, I, I felt that the story could have been tight. It felt like it jumped too much. At the beginning, you have a bunch of action and just death-defying every 15, 20 minutes. And then it kind of it kind of fizzled there with some, I don't want to use the word filler, but I kind of have to here. And then bringing in people that we want to see because they're fan favorites. And it, it just wasn't, right. it didn't seem to be very, I don't know what's the word uh somebody help me you, you, you understand? that that'll work good, good word as any it just didn't i think it could have been tired okay. yeah Ken. i'm with you on that um i think even though um i love hera the episode where it was just hera's episode that it yeah. was not needed in a bad batch series indeed yeah there was too many episodes like that that um that were tie-ins to other characters just so that we could see those characters it wasn't there to serve the story it was there to now i'm a fan i love fan service i have no problem with that but this was a show that had a little bit too much of that this season yeah. for me the hair trope it just seemed like it was a way to have omega guilt the bad batch into doing something conscientious yeah <laughs> Derek, what about you um well as i said before i kind of went into the show nearly i don't know for some reason i wasn't super excited about it but it definitely won me over i enjoyed it it's not perfect of course but uh one of the things i really like about it is seeing that period of the empire starting out and seeing all of the things that we know from the empire you know where they start where they come from and how they begin and everything so i like that part of it a lot too and uh yeah overall i'm pretty happy with it not perfect but but really good well i will leave it with this note for those of you who think star wars is perfect it's not it never has been never will be and that's what makes it great so on that amen note, on that note i'm just gonna say there's only one thing left to be said give the evacuation code signal vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.